Hello, Greater Philadelphia. Um, I am Sarah Timon. This is Stacy Mitchell. We've got Nick behind the camera, and you are listening to Tool Time Real Estate Radio here on WWDB 860 AM. Um, we are streaming live on Facebook, Instagram, we're on YouTube. Uh, so pop in and give us a like. Um, Tom is Tom's on here today. He's trusting Stacy and I to to uh, hold up the hold up the show here. So hopefully we pull it off. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yep, yep. We've got um, a couple different interesting topics uh, to to go over today. So we'll kind of just dive right in here. the The first thing that we're going to talk about is um, an article from Housing Wire. Uh, that says, is the beginning of the end of the housing, is this the beginning of the end of the housing market recession? Um, So this just kind of unpacks, um, you know, a good bit of data here. I'll kind of walk us through it. Um, it, The article begins by saying that home prices held up in 2023. Um, However, the sales volume in the housing market really cratered. So, you know, consumers care about prices and of the homes and mortgage rates. And then the industry maybe focuses a little bit more on the the transaction volume and, you know, number of sales that went through. Um, so overall, we are in a housing recession. Um, if we, if mortgage rates kind of go well here, if we get lucky with those, we might be at the bottom of the housing market recession. Um, but there's a, a big piece here could also be, you know, is the continued lack of affordable housing, does that mean that we're kind of looking at a continued decline in the number of people that can actually afford to to buy a home? Um, so there were uh, 567,000 single-family homes on the market, um, and that's up about 0.7% from last week. So that's like the, the weekly stats of where we were at. Um, housing inventory has been growing a little bit in November, which is kind of rare because seasonally, uh, typically you wouldn't really see that, but we'll have to see if that kind of continues to, to go through. Um, there were 62,000 new listings this week and 9,000 of those already went under contract. Um, and I guess year over year here, pending contracts saw fewer sales compared to last year. Um, until October, and now the trajectory is is about the same. Um, so it also goes on to kind of talk a little bit about home prices still holding strong. So home prices continue to be 2% above last year um, and look to the end of the year, like they'll probably be right around that level with the median price of single-family homes at 430000 So, I mean, that's, we've, I know we've like talked about this um, in the past on the show, but that is a very stable number to be at. If it was up a little bit higher, I feel like that would be fine as well. But that's a nice, healthy level to to kind of be at. Um, so those are just kind of some of the, the stats that were broken out in this article. Um, it did also mention that if rates... Uh, if rates decline, um, we'll most likely be looking at less inventory. Um, and if rates go up, that inventory is going to hold a little bit longer. So we'll we'll see um, a larger supply there. Um, so none of that was super surprising <laughs> in kind of where everything's at. I think it is interesting um, that going into November here, there was a little bit of a spike. So that's yeah. exciting. 
That was interesting because typically uh, there is a slowdown around the holidays. Um, yeah. And it, it's kind of, that's what, uh, when I talk to people out in the field, that's what they're expecting. Right. They're like, well, nobody wants to really buy and sell around the holidays. So right. it's probably not a good time. But actually that's really not the case. Right. In my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably one of the best times because there's such a viewpoint of, uh, I'm going to take a break of, you know, above buying, I'll, I'll just put it off till the new year. Right. Um, but since we saw that dramatic in- decrease mm-hmm. in the interest rates right. from what last weekend, it was 8%. Yeah. And we all had like sad faces, you know, like right. boo. Um, and then what was it? Monday, mm-hmm. 7.125 came across. Yeah. That was like one of the biggest drops. I mean, that was, yeah, like for that Crazy. in that short amount of time for it to move that much was It's like exciting. peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. Right. So it was very, very exciting. And I'm not sure uh, what you experienced out there in the field, but what I saw was uh, people coming back in mm-hmm. that very short uh, period of time. It's like, oh my gosh, that now's our chance. Right. And with the increased inventory, there's opportunity. Right. And with the 40% of homes on the market having a price cut, mm-hmm. th- that's exciting to me. Right. And I try to tell my clients, don't wait for the house, for the um, pri- price to drop. Right. Get, Get in, before. in before. Because mm-hmm. once that price drops, if they do, if a seller does a price adjustment, then everybody who has shown the home will get notification or their agent will get notification of the price drop. Yep. They might circle back and try to see that house and and it can spark and renew some interest. Right. Then you're back to competition. Right. So look at the houses that have been on the market for a little bit. Right. And before the price decrease. Yeah. And get your offers in at that point. And then right. you have a better opportunity of negotiating price, negotiating inspections, yeah. and getting a lot more on the buyer side. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, so, sometimes when they do these price drops and then the competition respurs, it actually goes up to where it was dropped from, you know? Isn't so that wild? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it is. So it's like, it's good to be ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of your best opportunity to get in there and, you know, slip in some of these pieces that you want, protections that you want as a buyer. Um and be able to negotiate a little bit more on the price there. Mm-hmm. And the other thing uh, I know that we're doing on our team is we're really focusing on monthly payments right. as opposed to those interest rates. Right. So the you know if you can refocus the attention to okay, what is the monthly bottom line here? Mm-hmm. What are we dealing with monthly? Can we do it that way? Yep. Then that's a lot easier to to take right. in. Yeah. Than just being stuck on the interest rate. Right, right. Because people typically don't know what their interest rate is on their car loan. Mm -hmm. And they definitely don't know what their interest rate is on their credit cards. Right. And they use them regularly. Yeah. So so the only hang up that they get are the the housing interest rates, Mm -hmm. which is very interesting to me. So we try to focus on those monthly payments. The really exciting news here is that the home prices continue to be they, they continue to increase. Not that it's exciting, but the values are increasing. Right. So year over year, people who got into housing last year, the year before, they're seeing tremendous equity in yep. their homes yep. where they may have thought that they missed the boat and they right. bought high, right. quote unquote. Right, right. They're, they're like super excited yeah. when they see, oh my gosh, 
I have X amount of appreciation already, right? Year over year. Right. So um, that, that to me is very, very exciting. Yeah. Well, and I mean, when you do, when you can bring it away from just the interest rate and bring it back to like, this is what you'll be paying a month. Like, can you, can you afford that? Is that like, you know, are you cutting things too close with that monthly payment? If it works with your budget, like, don't think about, well, if it was at 5%, I would only be paying this much month. Oh my God. Get like, get the house if you can afford where it is right now. And then if they drop in the future, you have the home that you have already secured. You can refi. You can, um, and I mean, and it does like, it costs money to refinance. It's not like when rates drop, it's just like, sweet, you know, refi and you don't have to pay anything. Like there are, you know, closing costs, like whatnot. But as you're looking at the numbers, you've already got the property. So mm-hmm. if it makes sense to refinance later, you can do it. If you wait till um, interest rates come down, you might not have, like the competition's going to going to go through the roof. And then you'll pay more for the house. Yeah. So there's never a perfect exactly. time. Like yeah. there's never that Goldilocks time where it's going to be perfection in the market. Right. It's just not going to happen. Right. You're going to either have the higher interest rates, but it's going to be a more stable housing price and you can negotiate better mm-hmm. as a buyer. Or when the interest rates drop, you're going to have the competition of other buyers again, and you're going to have to waive inspection contingencies, other contingencies, pay more to any appraisal deficit, Mm -hmm. pay higher price point. Yeah. It's it's just the way that our local market is today. Right. And that's what we're still seeing. I mean, this weekend, um, I put an offer in for a client and they had 10 offers. Yeah. And it went, I don't know what the price was, but I was trying to get a little yeah. insider oh, information. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my calculation, it was probably almost 100000 over asking price. Yeah. So yeah. those days are not gone. <laughs> those days are not gone. Right. So I know people hear that, oh, the market's cooling. And it is in some areas. Mm-hmm. It is. It definitely is in some areas of, of the United States. But in our local area... And depending on the house, it's mm-hmm. it's still very, very hyper competitive. Absolutely. Right. And I think one of those like things that is important to keep in mind when you look at national headlines, that could be, you know, that's national. Like real estate is super local and it matters if you're buying here or you're selling here, it matters what's going on here. <laughs> right. <laughs> you <know>? Exactly. <laughs> so turn off that national news. Right. Don't right. listen to that. Yeah. And tune into your local agent that has all the knowledge, that has all the data, that can go over the buying process, mm-hmm. you know, give you the information, answer all your questions, guide you on how to write the strongest offer within your budget, within your timelines, right. within those constraints, and try to get out there and get into properties sooner than later because right. time is still of the essence. Yeah. Um, but that is what's really, really important when you're trying to get into your house, right? And I mean, yeah, if there is if there is something that you're that you see that you want to get into, like even if you know, in general, in you know, in some of these different pockets, days on market is ticked up a little bit. If it is a if it is a hot property, it is going to go very quickly. You know, it is. so it is. Um, yeah, I mean, and I love it when um, you know the listing agent will say, you know, if you've you see it as a coming soon. You get on there. You book your appointment for that like first day or that first weekend, like depending on <laughs> right. when it hits. And then um, 
you know, a follow-up question that you're always asking right away, especially like after you get in and your client likes it, um, is, or leading up, if you see that there've been a lot of appointments, you know, have you set an offer deadline, blah, blah, blah. Like it's always, I love it when they, the agent is like, we're, we're letting it go through the weekend. Like we want to let like people to, to get a chance to get in there to see it. I mean, that doesn't stop you from, there's nothing that would prevent you from putting in a very strong offer and saying, I want the deadline to be sooner. Um, but yeah, things but are still- But then you know, if they're going to let it go through the weekend, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to be prepared. Yeah. And as an agent, if that, if I have, get that feedback from listing agents, mm-hmm. as a buyer's agent, I will say in constant contract, contact oh, with yeah. that listing agent yep. throughout the weekend. Yep. How's our offer looking? Right. How many other offers came in? Right. Yes. You know, yeah. oh, just to get absolutely. any kind of info. And still like get yours in right away. Like when you're on the, when you're on like the listing side of stuff, like it just puts such a good um, view of the agent when they like submit the feedback, call with like their questions, say that they're putting an offer in and then put the offer in in the time that they said that they were going to. And you don't have to be kind of like chasing people down like, hey, you still writing that? You know, right. Like, um, so yeah, it's always good to just get out there and like get it in right away, even if there is a a deadline set for later. And then if as you're continuing to talk to the agent, it turns out that maybe you don't feel that you're top of the pile there, you can always update it. <laughs> you can totally update it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. send a fresh one over yep. with amendments, you know, changes. There's always time before the deadline. Uh, so never stop advocating for your clients. That's that's what we do. Right. Um, but you're right. It's uh it's it's just constant. You have to stay on top of it. There's so many agents I know that we have worked with that no. they don't do that. Have right. you found an offer in your inbox <laughs> and you didn't even, you're like, where did this come from? Right, Like right. nobody texted me. Nobody called me. Right, right. I have no idea where this came from. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I know. It's it, wild. It happens. It happens a lot. Right. Um. Then let's see. We've got. We so, wanna... yeah. So uh, Logan Matashami. Um. He wrote an article also on Housing Wire about have have the mortgage rates peaked for this cycle? Mm-hmm. Because we just talked about, you know, they they were into the eights mm-hmm. and they dipped um, dramatically, which was so exciting. Yeah. So I was looking back at some data that Tom provided to us. Um, we we have these weekly market updates and, and we stay on top of it because we do like to inform our clients uh, and, and have the latest and greatest information. And the forecast for the average 30-year fixed mortgage rate for 2024, all all the big players here, we have Fannie Mae, we have the Mortgage Bankers Association, and we have Goldman Sachs. And I think, Sarah, we talked about where we speculated the rates to go. I think I speculated that they were still going to be in the eights. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, for Q1 of 2024, all the big players are speculating still the low sevens, uh, Mortgage Bankers Association is uh, forecasting 6.8%. So they're they're forecasting that it wow. goes under 7. Wow. And then into Q2 of next year, um, pretty much the same for Fannie Mae and Goldman Sachs, the low 7s. But the MBA is saying even 6.6%. They're staying in the 6s. Yeah. And then by Q3... All the players pretty much are into this uh, Q3 and Q4. They're into the sixes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, I think that's probably more in line. And I've said this before because I think it's an election year that that really plays a part. Right. Um, because 
you know, the housing market is a big, big part of the economy. Mm -hmm. And when that's humming along, it just, it really, um, you know, the, the economy's humming along. Right. Uh, There's so many, um, outstanding entities involved in the housing market from (laughs) lenders to contractors and blah, 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 go down the list. So it really keeps the economy humming along. And I think, you know, no matter what side you're on as far as politics, that is important for all politicians to have right a economy that's running better right. than not. Yes. So I think we're going to continue to see the drop in the in the uh, interest rates. Oh, that's great. I hope so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So um, that's that's kind of where we are with as far as our inventory data. Um. So what do you think, Sarah? Are we at the beginning of the end of the housing recession? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. I, I am really feeling that um, it's it's going to be more positive. Right. People are going to have, especially since the interest rates have dipped and right. people are very receptive to that. Right. Um, well, and it's, it's so funny because like when they, when they shot up above seven, Initially, it was like the end of the world, right? Right, and then all they have to do is go to eight, go back to seven. All of a right. sudden, and it's like looking better. Like you're feeling more confident <laughs> about not it. So yeah. bad, <laughs> right? Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then again, wait till we get to the sixes. It's going to be, you know, it's going to just really trigger a lot of people coming back into the market. So, right. Advice now, definitely, if you're considering buying, get with your agent, um, and start the process now around the holidays. It's a great time, right? It's the opportunities there. And I mean, even for like, if you're thinking about listing your home, I know it can feel like a lot to do that around the holidays, but like around the holidays are when people really decorate and like their homes look beautiful, you know, like they put that extra effort into, well, not, you know, not everybody does. And some people throughout the year are, you know, great at always, you know, having the home like, oh, it's spring. I've got all my spring stuff up. It's fall. Da, da, da. But like winters, I feel like if you're only going to do one season when you often like get the stuff out and put up the lights and and decorate. So um, homes homes show very well um, I agree. once we get into that holiday season. They do. And people can then envision their family starting traditions, mm-hmm. whether it be Thanksgiving traditions or the holiday traditions, right. New Year's Eve, things like that. Then people, when they come into homes and they can see, wow, our, I could see our family here right. celebrating. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's 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 great around the holidays to, to buy and sell. Right. As sellers, uh, there's you know, there's less competition. Mm-hmm. So as a seller, if yep. you want to prep your home and get it on the market, chances are you're going to get under contract pretty quickly mm-hmm. if it's positioned properly in the market. Right. So if you're, once you're under contract, there's no more showings. Right. For the most part. Right. So then you can enjoy your holidays. Mm-hmm. You can plan and pack for January. Right. And then you already know you're secure knowing where you're going to be for 2024. Right. Right. No, I think it's I think it's great. Um, all right. Well, yes, if that kind of wraps up that section there, we will uh, take a quick break and we've got another exciting topic when we get back. 
For the best local mortgage service and great rates on your money, look no further than Mortgage America. We've been operating in the greater Philadelphia area for 40 years with a focus on smooth, easy access to home purchasing. Whether you're a first-time buyer, upsizing or downsizing, or just refinancing, we have programs for you. We also have closing cost assistance programs and access to subsidized interest rates. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. To learn more, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. We always have a person available to take your call with around-the-clock human service. Purchase your home with the personalized local service you find at Mortgage America. Mortgage America is an equal housing lender, NMLS 128501. When you're getting a mortgage, you shouldn't have to sacrifice great service just to get a great rate. At Mortgage America, we've been lending with this philosophy for over 35 years. We have access to great low rates without the complications and delays of big or online banks. We're a local Pennsylvania lender with loan officers that you can actually meet. As PHFA's number one lender, we specialize in all residential mortgage programs, including first-time buyer programs and low-down payment options. For your free pre-approval, call us at 610-439-8000 or apply online at mymortgageamerica.com. I'm Tom Tool of the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline. If you're thinking of becoming a real estate agent in the greater Philly area, I have a special offer for you. Our team did $165 million of volume in 2021, making us the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania and a top 1% team nationally. Our agents love us because we offer them a successful career, a great life, and an unbeatable culture. Agents who've been with us for at least a year average 30-plus sales. Even our brand-new agents average 17 to 24 sales a year. We offer proven systems and expert training. We help you set more appointments and sell more houses. Now here's the offer. If you don't have a real estate license yet, we offer real estate scholarships so you can get one for free. Check it out at realestatescholarshipprogram.com or visit the Tom Tool sales group at Remax Mainline at tomtool.com. That's tomtoolwithane.com. Get more out of your real estate career and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit tomtool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline. <laughs> so we're back and we're going to cover some news about what I think broke last week or yep. the week before. No, it was last week. My weeks are running together here. But right. news broke about a verdict for the Sitzer Burnett lawsuit. And in case you've been living under a rock out there, the Sitzer Burnett lawsuit was, okay, so there was, luckily for us, Remax had, decided to settle right. the lawsuit. So they settled for $55 million, which is no small change, but um, they they settled out of court. They didn't want to drag it out. They felt like it just wasn't worth it. But the other plaintiffs that were left to go to trial were NAR, and we have our own um, opinion <laughs> about NAR, uh, Home Services of America and Keller Williams Realty. So... It was an 11-day trial, and the the NAR and the two co-defendants, they were found liable in the federal Sitzer-Burnett trial, and the, it challenged the MLS rules and the real estate compensation model, basically. Mm-hmm. So there was an eight-person jury, and they deliberated, and they found the uh, defendants 
guilty. And I believe the verdict was $1.7 billion, $1.8 billion. Yeah, I think it's $1.8. $1.8 billion. Now, this is definitely going to be appealed. Right. So all the agents that were out there this past week with hair on fire and like (laughs) totally (laughs) losing their minds, we're not going to see anything major happen in, you know, the near future. This is going to be appealed for sure. Right. Right. Um, so the case covers uh, the Missouri markets of Kansas City, St. Louis, Springfield, and Columbia. Uh, and the the association, NAR, they indicated that the rules prioritize consumers, support market-driven pricing, and promote business competition. And this matter is not close to being final as we will appeal the jury's verdict. Right. Now, interesting enough, NAR had some um, deck chairs shifting also in this past week. Right. Yes. (laughs) So the CEO of NAR stepped down sooner than later. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's see, they put in a temporary, uh, a co-interim CEO, uh, Nikea Wright, I hope I'm enunciating her name properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's other news with NAR. So NAR has its own problems, and right. then they decided to let's go to court on this on this lawsuit, and they were found guilty. Right. So they have bigger, bigger problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is going to be appealed. So that's what we do know going forward. Right. Well, what also was interesting about this article was just saying how <laughs> it said it was the most commented on. Um, NYT post on Halloween, so last Tuesday, um, just a lot of a lot of people commenting. Um, unfortunately, most of it was negative um, towards agents, towards you know just real estate agents and people in in the industry. Um, just you know, they had to stop the comments. Right. Actually, they, they had, had to shut, to shut down. down the comments because they were so. Negative. Right, right. <laughs> so, and I understand. I mean, we talk about this a lot too. Uh, you know, real estate agents have a bad reputation, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they say that we rank up there in the lines of used car salesmen, not to demean anybody here, but, right. you know, that's right. kind of where we are. But I know that we, as a team, it, it, being professional and having all the in- information and advocating hundred percent for our clients. Right. That's what we really focus on. Mm -hmm. And that's why our team focuses heavily on training Mm -hmm. and knowing the ins and outs of contracts. And we can lean on each other for support in case we have questions or things come up. Right. And I mean, just like demonstrating throughout the process, your value and why you are in fact there. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Why am I here? Right. (laughs) Because there are, I mean, there's a ton of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that the client is most likely not even aware of, you know? Um, So just really, you know, letting them know at the beginning when you do that buyer's consultation, you know, all of the pieces, um, as well as like the listing presentation, you know, just so that they're aware of all of the things that are going on. Um, And it is, it's funny, I think, when in some cases where to the client's eyes, the transaction was very smooth, um, and it was, it's like, what, what did you even have to get paid for? You didn't do anything like that just moved along seamlessly. 
That's what you saw. <laughs> like, right. And some transactions do go that way. But for the most part, there is a lot of um, things going on under the radar that need to be like hammered out, ironed out, worked out. Um, and, you know, just like building good relationships across the industry with other agents and um, just, you know, really like communicating everything. <laughs> communicating. Goes, goes a long way. But there is so much that goes on beyond be. be behind the scenes yeah, that people don't realize. Right. And if your client says to you, wow, that was a very, it was so smooth. That's what you want to hear. Right. You don't, yeah, you don't want them to know all of it. Right. You don't want them. But see, sometimes we we do take on a lot of that angst for Mm -hmm. them. That's our role is to make sure it is running smoothly and meeting all the deadlines. That's why we're here. Yeah. They stay within the deadlines of their contract. So they don't fall out of contract. So they're not like in breach of anything. Right, right. And that's what our job is. And that's what we do. They might not know these things. Right. And and that's okay. But this is why we get a bad reputation too, because people think, what do you do for that commission? Well, that's, there's a lot. There's a lot lot that goes on. Right, right. Um, But yeah, it was interesting because they had to shut down the comments because of all the negativity. Right, right. (laughs) Right. Well, and it is, I mean, it's such a big, like, it's it's such a big purchase, both like the, you know, the finance, like all of the money that goes into it, but then also mm-hmm. just like the emotions, um, like it can be a real roller coaster ride, even if things go smoothly. But um, if you have a bad experience in that, it does stick with you and you are going to tell everyone about it and you are going to have very strong feelings, you know? Um, so I'm not surprised. I mean, people were either like you comment if either it's like super positive or super negative, like for, if it was Uh just like, you know, yeah, one fine, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like you're probably not going to be inclined to go on and and comment on things. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, if you look at not just for like real estate, but for like anything, it's always, if people are posting opinions and commenting, it's like usually more negative than positive just because that's where people feel like yes, I need to go out and let everybody know, you know? Exactly. Um, so it's not it's not surprising, but... Um, kind of disappointing that right. there was such negativity. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So we, there's a, there was an article too about uh, Grant Cardone um, and his opinion on the Sitzer-Burnett verdict. Mm-hmm. So he says the judge got it completely wrong. Now, I know that we had gone over some of the testimony and what some of the witnesses were, were stating. Mm-hmm. There were some that were stating that their transaction was smooth. They didn't have any complaints. Right. And, yeah. and we're like, you I and I were like, well, what's, then what's, what's the problem about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so his main takeaways, Grant Cardone's main takeaways were, was that, first of all, number one, it's ridiculous. <laughs> number two, it will only benefit the litigators, which we kind of figured that out anyway, Yeah. right? Yep. And number three, the judge got it completely wrong, and I believe it will be appealed. Well, that is true. The appeals are happening. Right. So that that's a definite. Uh, so everybody, you know, just just hold, hold back now because the appeals are going to take place, and then we'll have to see how they pan out and will they come to some type of settlement. But honestly, so the litigators in this, um, representing sellers, which, by the way, since the verdict, there's been numerous other copycat lawsuits oh, against gosh, other course. brokerage firms. Yes. Yeah. They're just like popping up all over the place. Right. So the litigators who are saying that, you know, real estate agents aren't, or they're litigating that the compensation isn't negotiable, 
I wonder how negotiable their oh my gosh, I know rates are. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, it's so right. was kind that of, a set? Was that a set right. fee? Was that a forty percent? <laughs> was it a right? Like right yeah. now, how did that get negotiated? So, right. you know, I don't know. It's it's interesting, and it's going to be interesting. But I know locally, um, most of the things from my understanding, which was in the settlement for Remax, we had already been. Uh, implementing. Our MLS has al- already been implementing. Everything right. is full disclosure as far as compensation. Mm-hmm. Um, our broker accepts whatever the uh, cooperating broker is paying mm-hmm. out as compensation. Yep. And again, we have to get back to as agents, knowing our value, mm-hmm. knowing our worth. What are we bringing to the table here to help people out? The whole reason there became buyer's agency was because consumers were getting scammed. Right. They were getting burned. Right. So you either had to deal with a listing agent, Mm -hmm. which then that could be... Problematic. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's putting it nicely. (laughs) Or you try to go it alone. Right. And try to understand contracts and meet deadlines and stay within the confines of of the the, uh, contingencies. Mm -hmm. And good luck with that. Um, if you've never been through it before, or even if you have, it's just, it's very stressful. Right. Um, so there's a lot involved. And the other thing is too, or buyers have to hire attorneys. Right. Well, there you go. So you're going to have fees somewhere or you're going to have major problems right. somewhere. Yeah. And that's how buyer agency came about. Right. That's how we became cooperating brokers. Mm-hmm. So it protects the consumer. And I feel like this is going, you know, two steps back because if you don't have that protection on on the other side, first of all, your transactions are going to go. Oh, my gosh. uh, Can you imagine? Sometimes they go sideways for ridiculous reasons anyway. It's just going to be a nightmare. Yeah. Secondly, how are are listing agents going to take on the whole entire role? Are they going to be doing all the showings? Right. Because if a buyer calls them, they're going to have to show. Somebody Mm -hmm. has to open the door, right? Right. You're protecting your seller's interest. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to be there with the buyers. Right. Um, Are you going to be able to, is the seller going to accept that you're going to negotiate both sides? Right. I mean, there's just so much. It has, yeah, it it would be very easy for that to get hairy quickly. Um, And yeah, if you're, if you are now in addition to representing the seller and doing everything that you already be doing on that end, if you are now expected to go out and show the home to every buyer, like, are you going to have to pre-qual each of them? Like, you're going to have to set up, uh, like, certain parameters so that you're not just running out there for, like, you know, just, like, constantly for people that aren't qualified to buy the home. Um, and then if you're going out to to let these different, uh, you know, people people in, I would want a higher percentage of a commission because I'm doing all, like, you know, you're you're doing you're all doing everything. So you're not like, it's. I don't think it's going to save any money. Plus, right. if the buyers need to pay for representation out of pocket, they have less to put towards the house, you know? Right. Um, Where's that coming from? It's already, everybody complains about unaffordable right. housing. Right. So now you're going to ask for buyers, not only do they have to come up with a down payment, mm-hmm. but they're going to have to come up with money to pay for representation, whether it be a lawyer or an agent. Right. Um, and all the other costs that go along with buying a house. Right. So it's, again, you're, it, it's going to be a strain on buyers. And anybody that is uh, having VA financing, they, yeah, yeah that, they yeah. don't pay yeah. 
a yeah. buyer's agency. Right. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't think much is going to change really right. because I think consumers need to be protected. They really, really do. Um, well, do, they have, do they have like, is it five years that they have to appeal it? I'm not that I think they would wait that long I, to do it, but I don't, I um, don't know the time frame to yeah. appeal. Cause it'll be interesting to see when they announce that it's being appealed and then what, you know, how quickly it. And where the, the appeal goes to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, it's again, I, this is definitely not over. You're going to hear us talking about it. Yes. Again. <laughs> and, and Grant Cardone, he has, now let's see his, his background here. I mean, he's done so many, so many sales in real estate. Okay. So over the years, he has purchased in eight different states with 12,000 units and eight to 10 homes to his name. And he says he has never, ever not used a buyer's agent when he was uh, making his purchases. Right. So, you know, there, there's, there's value in having someone represent you. And I think we went over, like we talked about a minute ago, about what we do in the background that buyers wouldn't even know. I mean, Sarah, how many new clients come to you, new buyers come to you with no idea oh. of the process? Right. Yeah. I mean, over 50%. <laughs> Deer in headlights. Yes. Like, right. I, I just want to go look at the house. Right. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. So, and that's where they're starting from. Mm-hmm. So who's going to sit down with them and go over the process and, and, and lead them in the right direction and really right. represent them to, to their, you know, to a hundred percent. Right. And not split it between, you know, seller and buyer. Right. And I don't care if you're doing dual agency, there's always a perception that somebody else is getting the better end. Right. There is. Yeah. It's, it, it can become very complicated and then you have both sides upset mm-hmm. and then they're, you know, your transaction could fall apart. Right. And there's no like there's no buffer to like go between to have things. Right. It gets um, it gets tricky. I mean, I think even even in cases where the transaction um, on paper looks very straightforward, very like, you know, all these different things are waived. We're basically just like getting to settlement. There's still like the there's potential still. for something to come up is. And then that is going to be hyper-focused on because that's like the one thing that you have to like negotiate out, you know? Um, so, yeah, I I think that's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, I think it could definitely be if the, if the whole buyer agency would, would go away, which I don't see that happening. I right. really don't. I don't see that happening. And then Grant Cardone goes on to say that he's hired an agent to represent him to make sure that all his rights were protected. Mm-hmm. Check. Mm-hmm. He got the best price, check, and that there he goes on to say that as a buyer's agent, um, it's nothing compared to what they can do, get done for you as a buyer. Um, and he also said he would never ask for a discount for his, uh, for his buyer's agents mm-hmm. um, because he understands the importance and right. he understands the magnitude of work that's being done behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you and I have both uh, come in contact where people ask for rebates or (laughs) discounts and things like that. Um, And that's fine. You can ask whether you'll get that or not or two different things. Right. But it it always, um, you know, I find that I have to really explain 
to them what that means. Right. Because basically it means that you're asking for part of my paycheck. Right. So if I turned around and asked you for part of your paycheck, right? how would you feel? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's, um, right, like this is how we make our living, you know, mm-hmm. um, which I think sometimes like kind of goes over. And people really don't understand the magnitude of the work. But from the very, from the very onset of a contract, so a house goes on the market, the seller negotiates all the terms in the contract with the listing agent and the right. broker. That's already predetermined right. in the contract. Right. The seller has options. Mm-hmm. They can negotiate everything. Yeah. So when they sign off on that contract, then that's what it is. Right. So there is a cooperating broker uh, fee that is shared out mm-hmm. to the buyer's agent or the buyer, buyer's agent broker mm-hmm. um, for bringing your buyer to the house and right. to be the, you know, managing that side of the transaction. Mm-hmm. That's all been settled before. Like it's right. all agreed upon. Right. So for sellers to say that they didn't know yeah. and that they agreed under duress, right? then I, I just, that's hard to, that's hard to believe. And if like, if you were having a, you know, a listing consultation with an agent, you want to sell your home, and you're feeling as though you're being pressured, you know, like sign right now, or I'm not going to be your agent or blah, blah, then maybe you wouldn't, you shouldn't have that agent, <laughs> you know, like if you need a minute to like, cause they can feel a little bit overwhelming, the contracts as you're looking through them. And, you know, I know we always explain each part of what everything is, but I've many a time had, um, clients say, you know, this all sounds good, but I need, you know, I'm not signing anything right now. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they, you continue to stay in touch and then hopefully within like a reasonable time, (laughs) you know, when, uh, yeah, we get it, you get it signed. So you have time to go look things up or make calls or interview other agents Mm -hmm. or, um, so I think a little bit of it has to fall. Like you have a little bit of responsibility here as well to, um, be informed. Absolutely. A hundred percent because it, it is important. And if your agent can't explain to you a contract, Mm -hmm. then you should find another agent that right. can. Right. I know that our team puts big time focus on knowing the ins and mm-hmm. outs of those contracts and being able to explain it in layman's terms. Right. You know, there's there's part of the contracts that are, you know, you have to go over and be able to explain it. And it's not so clear cut. Right. So you want to be able to go through point by point and answer those questions and have the sellers feel comfortable. Right. And have them understand what this fee is going towards Mm -hmm. and how if they would decide to sell it off market or to do it on their own, to do a for sale by owner on Zillow or wherever they want to list it, how that can negatively affect them. Because it's proven, it's proven in the MLS data that it's, they'll sell for almost 17% less. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get, if you work with a, a trusted agent you're going to get 17% more than what you could get if you did it on your own. Right. Plus, have them do it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> Our, oh, what's your marketing plan? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So where are you going to advertise your house? Oh, I'm right. just going to put it on Zillow and have a handwritten sign in the yard. Right, right. Oh and then what gosh. happens if a buyer comes to you? Yeah, I know. So yeah, it's, There's so much potential for it to just go sideways. Oh, yeah. Only because we've been through it. Right. You know, and, and this is our profession. This is what we do. 
And we've seen things go sideways. Um, you know, it can go from zero to 60 in like two seconds. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. So that being said, um, yep, that New York Times coverage, uh, that was the most uh, commented on article. <laughs> and they had to shut down the comments because of the negativity. Um, and the other, the other thing, too, is Bob Goldberg did step down from NAR. Um, they're, I think they're going to try to change their reputation yeah. going forward. That's my take on this because they put uh, Nakia Wright in. Now, her background is apparently she's, uh, she did a lot of marketing. Okay. Um, so I think NAR, if they want to um, advocate for agents— I think they really need to do a lot more promotion about what we do, mm-hmm. how we do it, and how important our roles are. Right. Uh, I know that there's some fees that we all pay towards the NAR, mm-hmm. and we talked about where those fees are going. Mm-hmm. So I think that some of those fees can go towards some really good marketing to show our worth too. Right. I agree. So that's going to wrap up that segment. And uh, when we get back, we are going to talk about Zillow. Big surprise. (laughs) Zillow buys follow-up boss. So tune in with us in a few minutes and when we come back. When you're getting a mortgage, you shouldn't have to sacrifice great service just to get a great rate. At Mortgage America, we've been lending with this philosophy for over 35 years. We have access to great low rates without the complications and delays of big or online banks. We're a local Pennsylvania lender with loan officers that you can actually meet. As PHFA's number one lender, we specialize in all residential mortgage programs, including first-time buyer programs and low-down payment options. For your free pre-approval, call us at 610-439-8000 or apply online at mymortgageamerica.com. The Tom Tool Sales Group is the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania with over $165 million in volume for 2021. I'm Tom Tool, and our team has achieved that kind of success by being a great place to work with and to work for. No one knows Greater Philly better than we do. We know real estate, but more importantly, we're real people. We hire the best agents, and we give them all the tools to succeed. Even our brand new agents sell 17 to 24 homes a year because our team delivers the best experience in real estate. Teams deliver a better experience than individuals, and we're a top 1% real estate team in the country. We call it AAA service. We're your advocate, ally, and advisor. Because this isn't a transaction to us. It's a relationship. If you're buying or selling a home, call the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Main Line at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. That's Tom, Tool with an E, dot com. Sell your home for more, and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. You shouldn't have to deal with all the red tape when getting your mortgage from a big or online bank. At Mortgage America, we have access to big bank money, but with the personalized and detailed service of a local bank. We are here in your community and ready to serve with fast settlements, low down payment options, and first-time homebuyer programs. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. For more information, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. Mortgage America is a Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. All right. Welcome back uh, to our final segment here for today's show. 
Um, we are going to talk about Zillow. I feel like we haven't talked a ton about Zillow the last couple of episodes, so we're due. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, uh, this section we're going to talk about, Zillow has acquired a CRM called Follow-Up Boss. Um, so, you know, this is a, a company that um, they've, you know, I think they've actually, they've come in and acquired quite a few companies over the past couple years rather than kind of like building some of the things internally, they've been trying to basically create this one-stop shop um, where they're kind of just taking pieces that are already in place and incorporating it into their business model. Um, So Follow-Up Boss was the most recent acquisition. Um, And, you know, there are, there's a couple different opinions out there and people are concerned, particularly agents that use Follow-Up Boss. (laughs) Um, exactly. They are they are worried that um, information that they put into the CRM, which, you know, this is where if you're prospecting, if you have clients, this is where you input everybody so that you can. Um, and I'm actually, I'm not familiar with follow-up boss, but I'm assuming it is the same as most of the others where you can set tasks, to-dos, reminders. And this is like where you go to house all of their information so that you're not like flipping through notepads. Um, right. So they're concerned if Zillow has, you know, acquired this, all that information that they have, you know, possibly for years been inputting into this could, like, will Zillow basically take it? (laughs) (laughs) Right. And agents who have been building relationships with clients, it could be their sphere, their family. Mm -hmm. You know, you're putting all this information into the CRM. I mean, we put all our sphere and and our family and friends into the CRM. Mm -hmm. And then here comes Zillow and they buy the company. Right. So, you know, it is concerning. You do wonder about where that information is going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but Zillow has acquired Dot Loop, and we use Dot Loop, right? And, and I think there was—I think people were worried about that when they mm-hmm. when they first got Dot Loop. Like, you're going to see that I'm inputting. So I'm, I'm writing a contract. Ah, you're right. going to know about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> but they do. They yeah. pull the data from right. that. Yeah. So that yeah. is true. They do. Right. They pull the data from that, so they know you know where in regions what uh, housing contracts are going for, mm-hmm. and if how. The acceptance rate. I mean, they, right. there's a lot of data in Dot Loop for sure. Mm-hmm. So it it is concerning. Um, they built. I mean, they purchased Showing Time. Yep, that's another huge one, right? Every showing gets scheduled through Showing Time. <laughs> through Showing Time. <laughs> so per property, per area, they know how many showings at what price points. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so much data. Right. How quickly from putting it up did showings, uh, right, yep. there's just all different. To going under contract, to scheduling an inspection, to scheduling the appraisal. Mm-hmm. It, it's just mind-blowing how much data is in showing time. So Zillow has that. Right. So, you know, they're the tech monster here, and now they have a CRM. Right. And... Mm-hmm. You know, agents, rightfully so, should be concerned. Um, So here's some of the concerns. So a a couple of people posted on social media, I can't get away from Zillow. Everywhere I turn, it's like people texting me for a health insurance quote. They're always there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is so annoying. Right. Uh, I cried when I heard this today. I'm devastated that follow-up boss has gone to the dark side. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm sure it was a very big payday for follow-up boss, but it was a very bad marketing decision as it will drive people away. I guess grab the money while you can. I'm so glad I didn't sign up last week in Nashville. Right. So these are some concerned agents, right? You know, they're they're expressing, um, you know, their disappointment and their worry. Right. And then now follow-up boss has, you know, responded to some of these saying that, like, there is nothing to worry about. Um, we wouldn't have agreed to this acquisition if we weren't confident that we could keep your customer data safe and protected. Zillow can't access or use your customer data. Um, and then they did go on to say they're also going to engage a third-party validator unaffiliated with um, follow-up boss or Zillow to make sure of that. Um, and, you know, we appreciate the trust that you've placed in us over the years, blah, 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 blah. Um so, but I think even, you know, even with that being said, people are, people are concerned. Um, now, I don't know how easy it would be to pull your data. Like, I'd have to be pretty sure that some shady stuff was going on. If you had to, like, manually re-enter, like, if you then got a different CRM, like, and you were going to bring your data over, like, I don't know if there's a way to, like, just, you know— grab it and then like export it, it mm-hmm. or if you like if you had to just re-enter all of that in like something oh, would so have to, something would have to be going down to really right. make me want to do that that would be a lot of work so say you didn't feel comfortable with follow-up boss anymore because you mm-hmm. know zillow owns it right and you wanted to get into a new crm yeah how do you do that like right. uh, is it like one person at a time or right. can you just import some data I don't right think it's that easy yeah yeah, so that would be very, very concerning. I, yeah, I'm sure point. it's actually, I doubt, like, they wouldn't want you to be, like, they want you to kind of feel tied in tied to in. whatever CRM you're in. Yeah, It's like Apple with right. the music mm-hmm. and, you know, the iCloud. Right. They're, once they get you hooked, you're yeah. in. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're in. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I could see where that would be very yeah, concerning. Now, I, I get it. Okay, so everybody always says, you know, your your customer data is going to be safe and protected. Mm-hmm. Okay, Wawa said the same thing. <laughs> Big data breach there. Target says the same yep. thing. Huge data breaches. All this stuff yeah. can be infiltrated mm-hmm. and, and, and will be. Just it will be. That's the right. truth. Um, yeah. Now, and I just, I know that Zillow is going to use the data and use the information. And they'll probably say, well, they're our clients anyway because they were in our system at one point. Right. Yeah. You know, that could be potentially what they're saying too. But it just, it's Zillow getting bigger and bigger. I agree with you, Sarah. They want to be the one-stop shop. Mm -hmm. They want to have, you know, they want to build a super app. Right. And have the ultimate consumer experience. Right. Well, I wonder, I guess the concern there could be like, Honestly, what might be a bigger concern is not that like Zillow is going to get your um, the data that you've put in there of your clients and then like reach out and be like, hey, I heard you're thinking of selling or you're, you know, blah, blah, blah. It may be more so that like the way that Zillow gets paid is when they connect you. There's a certain time frame from you getting like connected through Zillow to this client in which like they get paid. Um, so maybe trying to like link up things, even if it wasn't connected that way. Totally. Yeah. It's going to be, they're going to be able to get that money grab for sure. Yeah. Zillow gets bigger and bigger. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah. And that was our exciting week in real estate. That's right. And we are getting played out. So, um, you know, tune in. Tune in next week. We are, um, you can follow me at Ty underscore Ty Time. And Stacy, what's your Instagram? To Mitchko. So come follow us. Give us a like. Yep. Share. And all we'll, that good uh, stuff. we'll be back next week. And Tom will too. Yes. Promise. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye. 